We want to hear the word of God this morning. We are so blessed to have Brother Hilton to be delivering the word to us, and we thank him for his diligence and his sensitivity to the Holy Ghost. And I come looking forward to what God is going to do in this house this morning. We are blessed people, and I want to be able to preach with Brother Hilton. Everybody say, God bless Brother Hilton. Praise the Lord, church. Hallelujah. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord today? Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and magnify the Lord this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's worship him just for a moment. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, that's it. Let's love him. Let's magnify him. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, come on, let's magnify the Lord together. Let's worship him. Oh, you're worthy, Jesus. You're worthy, Jesus. You're worthy, Jesus. Oh, you've been so good to me, God. You've been so good to me, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Come on, that's it. Let's love him. Let's praise him. Let's worship him together. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Oh, you're worthy, Lord. You're worthy, Lord. You're worthy, Lord. You're worthy, Jesus. Hallelujah. He's been so good to me. Hallelujah. I just can't tell it all. I said, I can't tell. I'm not going to tell you all that he's done for me. He's done a lot of things for me. I mean, I'm just grateful, amen, for what the Lord has done for me. Aren't you thankful this morning for his mercy, for his love, for his precious blood that he shed for you? Hallelujah. If it was not for the Lord, where would we be? Where would I be? Amen. Think about that this morning. Don't, I, I, just for a moment, I'd like for you to just. Kind of get out of your mind whatever else is going on in the service, whatever else is going on in your life. And I know that this is a busy time, as it's already been mentioned. Amen. But just think about what the Lord has done for you, how he saved you, first of all, what he had to do to save you. What kind of people did he have to put in your life, Sister Haley, for God to save you? What kind of friends, family members, mentors that God had to put in my life so Jared Hilton can be saved? I'm so thankful for his mercy. Hallelujah. He's been so good to me. I said he's been so good to me. Oh, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Can we just love him this morning just for a few moments more? Come up from the bottom of your heart. Thank him for what he had to do to save you, to change you, to help you, to be where we are right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, come on from the bottom of your heart. Thank him. Hallelujah with everything inside of you.
I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I magnify you, God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, you're worthy, God. You're worthy. I feel the Holy Ghost moving in this service this morning. Hallelujah. The Father seeketh such to worship Him in spirit and in truth. That's the reason that He saved you, Brother Josh. That's the reason that He saved you, Sister Johnson. That's the reason that He saved you, Sister Anna, so He could get a little more glory. Oh, Jesus, we need you, God. I need you, God. I need you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I worship you, Lord. I'm so thankful. I feel the spirit of the Lord this morning. Amen. I'm so grateful for what I feel. Amen. He didn't have to join us in this service today. Amen. But from the very beginning, from before service started in prayer, man, I felt the rich presence of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm so grateful for that this morning. Amen. If you have your Bibles, open to Philippians chapter 3. Amen. I want to say, amen, before we read this passage, that I don't feel like I've apprehended. I don't feel like I've attained everything that God wants me to attain. And I hope that you don't feel that way either. And also, before we read the scripture, I want to say thank you to Pastor for the opportunity to share my burden this morning. Amen. I give him honor today, even though he's not here. I'm sure he's listening, or he will at some point. And um, I want him to know that I appreciate his leadership and pastorship in my life. And um, we got a lot of families out of town and a lot of families that are sick today. Amen. And uh, please remember Brother Toby as he's in the hospital. Amen. Don't just say that prayer today. Amen. But I believe that God is going to do something in his family, amen, and he's going to use Brother Toby to do it, amen, so we need a strong and healthy Brother Toby, amen, and um, I'm just grateful for this church family that God has assembled, amen, I'm excited about what God's going to do in 2021, amen, 2020 was kind of a rough one, the understatement of the year, <laughs> but 2021, I... Pastor, brother, uh, brother Goff, I just, I feel like there's something around the corner. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but just feel like there's, uh, there's some anticipation in me for what God's going to do in 2021. It may not be perfect. In fact, I know it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be everything we ever wanted, Brother Josh, but this is going to be, it's going to be a new year. Amen. That's for certain. <laughs> Amen. It's a new opportunity for the Truth Church. Amen, to, to uh, ground ourselves in the truth and to march forward, amen, into what God has called us to do. I mean, aren't you thankful for the revival services that we had with Brother Stewart over the past couple of weeks? My God, he has helped us, amen, amen, and um, so I'm excited about what God's doing today. I apologize that you have to listen to me on the, on the, on the end of all that, amen, I, I uh, do my best today to help us today, and this is a subject that I've preached on in the past, amen, but I feel like 
Lord wants to help us go maybe a little bit different direction today. Philippians chapter 3, verses 7 through 16. Um, it reads like this, But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ, and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ. My righteousness comes through faith in Christ. Amen. The righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Truth, church, God has placed a high calling on us. Amen. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, this is how you know that you're perfect. Be thus minded. If, any, if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule and let us mind the same thing. Amen. If you will lay down your Bibles, let's ask the Holy Ghost to help us this morning. We need the Spirit of God to speak to us. God, we need your assistance. Lord, we need your grace. Lord, I pray that you would anoint each mind and each heart in this place. Give grace to the hearers of the word. Give grace to me as a speaker of your word. I pray, Lord, that you would speak through me today. Help me to help somebody, God. I pray that you would change me according to your word. Transform me by the renewing of my mind. That I may prove what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Lord, I want to please you today. I want your perfect will to be accomplished in this service today. Hallelujah. Can we magnify the Lord together? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We magnify you, Lord. We magnify you, Lord. We magnify you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. If you think I'm intimidated by the small crowd, I can assure you that I'm not. This is what youth service looks like. <laughs> and so I'm just kind of used to it on a monthly basis, Brother God. This is kind of the way, way th we're used to doing church at youth service. Amen. And um, so uh, this morning, I, I just want to talk to you on this subject, apprehension. Apprehension. That word has a dual meaning. In the modern English, English is kind of confusing. It's got um, two totally different definitions for the word apprehension. One would be anxiety or fear that something bad or unpleasant would or could happen. That's I'm apprehensive about certain things. 
I have a fear. I'm concerned about things. That's apprehension. That's being apprehensive. And then the other completely different meaning, which is not associated with the first at all, is to understand, to apprehend, to grasp, right? To, uh, for, and you know, you've heard, not me, I've never been in this position before, but I've heard of others who have been apprehended by the police. They were, uh, they were put in handcuffs and controlled by those in authority. And so they were put in, they were apprehended. And so there's two totally different meanings here this morning. Uh, I, I kind of want to focus on the latter definition here, but I think the first definition also plays a part in this message. Because I think as children of God, and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here, but I think as children of God, the devil wants to make us apprehensive about the things that God is trying to do in our lives. Amen. That the, one of the devil's first and foremost desires is to put apprehension in our minds about what God has promised us or what God has told us would happen or what God wants to do through us. Amen. The devil wants us to doubt. He wants us to fear. He wants us to be anxious about something that would or could happen by the help of the Holy Ghost. So we're apprehensive. We, we hesitate when, when God says go. We, we wait. We, we, we wait around. We look for some certain um, conditions to be met before we proceed because we're apprehensive. We've got to make sure it all equals out in our minds. And so that's why we, we're kind of hesitant to proceed. We have anxiety about, about certain things. And maybe, maybe, it's not, maybe it's not to that level. Maybe it's not anxiety or being anxious about it. Maybe it's just um, I'm not necessarily, I'm, I'm apprehensive because I, I'm not totally convinced quite yet that if we do X, we'll get why and if if we perform these certain steps that we'll get the result that we're anticipating and so that can cause apprehension i don't think necessarily we have to be fearful or anxious to be apprehensive amen hallelujah and um the, the devil will try to put in our mind certain um certain doubts and concerns that will cause this apprehension and um, I'm, I'm looking for a scripture here this morning amen and I apparently didn't write it down but there there's a scripture in Bible that tells us that that the gospel is the power of God for us that it gives us the power to overcome those things Apostle Paul I believe it was in Romans, let me see if I can pull this up because I'm drawing a significant blank here. So, I apologize. For it is the power of God. Do you remember that scripture, brother? I'm trying to... If anybody has it, just shout it on out there. I know it's in Romans 1. Verse 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God 
unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Apostle Paul was telling the Roman church that he's not ashamed, and this is the word that I was looking for, that, that the devil not necessarily make us fearful or anxious about what God is trying to do, but he'll make us ashamed. All right? And so, and, and what I mean by that is, is he makes us feel like we're lower than those in the world. That if, if, we, if we try to mention, hey, why don't you come to my church? Why don't you, why don't you participate in what we're doing? Sometimes, and, and, and maybe I'm being a little bit too transparent here, but there are times, and I, and I know it's not just me, because I've heard other men preach on this before, that, that uh, the devil will put in our minds that, that we, ought not, we ought to just keep our mouths shut. We ought not to express um, that we're a part of a church, that we believe in God, that we, we believe in one God, furthermore, and that, that we believe in baptism in Jesus' name is, is, has the power to save and wash away all of our sins. And so we are, uh, Apostle Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. And that means that there are some people that it's possible for them to be ashamed of the gospel. And I'm telling you this morning that it's the devil's job. He's made it a point in his mind to take the children of God and make them ashamed of what God wants to do and God of the gospel itself, which is the most simple and clear-cut thing in the Bible, that, that God died and he shed his blood for you and me and so that we could be saved. Amen. And the, and the devil wants us to be ashamed of that. He wants us to doubt that. He wants us to doubt the power of these altars. He, he doesn't want us to be proud of the fact that, that we are children of God and that, that he has called us out of darkness. I'll get to where I'm going in just a moment, but I want to stop here this morning on this, this subject of apprehension and, say, and remind us not to be apprehensive about what God wants to do at the Truth Church in 2020 and on into 2021. Amen that these altars can be full. Amen. And then when these altars fill up, these steps can be full. Amen. Of sinners who are repenting. Amen. Of sin and where God's power. Amen. The gospel of Christ comes in and changes their lives. Hey, child of God, that's nothing to be ashamed of. Amen. There's power in this gospel that we're preaching. Hallelujah, don't be apprehensive about what God wants to do in 2021. Allow pastor to get up here with all his knowledge and all his wisdom and all the anointing of the Holy Ghost and preach a message of conviction. Amen, and stand behind him. Amen, and preach him on. Amen, until another sinner comes. Amen, to a place of repentance. Don't be apprehensive about what God is trying to do in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's be bold, child of God. Let's step out in faith. I feel the Holy Ghost here this morning. Amen. Let's step out in faith and believe God for what he wants to do. 
Hallelujah. I get so sick and tired, amen, of watching children of God, amen, kicking around, amen, and, and with their head down, amen, and, and, and almost afraid, Brother Goff, to look up, amen, and see, amen, what God wants to do, amen. I want to remind you, child, amen, that you're full of the Holy Ghost, and if you're full of the Holy Ghost, you have nothing, I said nothing to be ashamed of. Also, Paul said, I, I count my, not myself to have apprehended. And I know I'm playing on words here, but we also not, ought not to be apprehensive about the things of God. Hallelujah. Let's not worry. Let's stop worrying. Let's leave that to the warriors. Amen. I said, let's leave that to the warriors. Amen. It's time for us to go on into revival and believe God. Amen. For the things that he has promised the truth church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, the devil will tell you. Amen. Do you remember those things, the many times that you heard that kind of message? Hey, I sat on the pew right next to you and heard the same messages. Amen. But I'm not apprehensive about what God wants to do. Amen. In my life, I want to believe God. Hallelujah. This one thing I do, Apostle Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind me. I press towards the mark. Hallelujah. He said, I haven't apprehended. I mean, if anybody, and, and so we'll switch definitions here. Amen. We're done with being apprehensive. Amen. And worrying and being concerned. Amen. But let's, let's switch to the other definition where, amen, we are, uh, um, that we understand, we grasp, we have laid hold on this thing. Apostle Paul said, I count not myself to have laid hold on this thing. I don't feel like I have apprehended. Now, if anybody has achieved spiritual growth, I would say Apostle Paul had. He said in uh, the few verses leading up to this passage, verses 4 through 6, though I might... Philippians chapter 3, verses 4 through 6. I might also have confidence in the flesh. If any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. I have more of a reason to have confidence in my human ability, my flesh, because of my past. Circumcised the eighth day, he goes on to say of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching righteousness, which is in the law, blameless. Wow. Quite the resume, if you ask me. The man said, I, I've, I've got the background. I've got the spiritual pedigree, if you will. I've got, I've got, uh, I sat at the feet of Gamaliel. The Bible calls him a doctor of the law. One who understood, grasped the law of Moses. And then taught it as a rabbi. And Apostle Paul sat at his feet and understood what he had taught. And then he took that knowledge and then he went and persecuted the church. 
You're not doing it right. You're not having church right. You're not, you're not obeying the law as it's commanded according to Moses. And so he was uh, zealous towards the law of God. Amen. And so if we are looking for somebody who was qualified and had grasped the concepts in the word of God, I would say that Apostle Paul had met that mark. Probably at least of those of us sitting in this congregation today. That, that Apostle Paul had an understanding of the law of God. Perhaps that's why God used him to write two-thirds of the New Testament. But he said in Philippians, I don't feel like I've apprehended. I don't feel like I've made it, Sister Anne. I don't feel like I have quite gotten to where I want to be in God. I haven't really made it to, the, to my own spiritual set of goals. Counting on myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. So before, before we move on, I want, I want to just help us this morning that we, we ought, if, if, if Apostle Paul could write this letter to the Philippians and, and let them know, I don't feel like I've, I mean, he's writing to one of his churches. This is Pastor Paul writing to the Philippians. The, Philip, the church of Philippi and saying, I don't feel like I made it. Wow. I mean, that's, so in other words, church in Philippi, you need, to, you need to set some goals. You don't need to be sitting there and waiting until, until I come. You need to start pressing. You need to make some goals of your own. I mean, don't be so content with where you are. And, um, he said, but this is the one thing I do. He said, I don't feel like I've apprehended. I don't feel like I've made it. But this is what I do. Forgetting those things which are behind me. Now, he had, like we just went through, we, he had a lot of things behind him that he could look back at and say, I've really done it. I, I've, I've, I've checked those boxes. But I'm going to set all that stuff aside. So this forgetting those things which are behind us kind of has two deals here where one many times and I've heard it preached this way that we forget those things the sin and the background that God has brought us out of God has delivered us from amen but just as hazardous as being hung up in the past on our sinful ways and our deeds and and being uh having having uh that hanging over our head amen that are, are those deeds that we have done successfully, the things in the past that we have achieved. And Apostle Paul said, what you need to do, church, in Philippi, is you need to forget about all of those things, good or bad, happy or sad, great or just good or bad. Forget about all of those things. This is what... Church, he, Paul was telling the Philippian church, I'm going to give you a little secret. This is how I go day to day. He said, he said I'm, I, I don't feel like I've apprehended. I never allow my past accomplishments uh, or past misdeeds uh, to affect me because I'm forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. And then he goes on in verse 
number 14. It says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. It's a dangerous place, Brother God, for us to get to when we feel like we're, we've made it. It's a dangerous place, Brother Chad, for, for us to feel like I, I, there's no more improvement here. And, and, and I dare say in almost any area of our life, if we feel like there is no room for improvement in any area, or this is not necessarily uh, the exact same thing, where we feel like nobody can help us. In other words, we may feel like there could be, we acknowledge that there's room for improvement, but nobody that I know can help me in this particular area or any area. So you're on, basically what you're doing is you're seeking for those instructions on ways to improve in other, through other sources. And you're not looking towards the word of God and the truth of God, and the pastor that God has put in your life. Hallelujah. Apostle Paul said, church, here's the secret. You need to forget about, I don't care if Philippi was the largest church in Pentecost. I don't care if they had accomplished wealth in their church with uh, successful businessmen or or, or anything. I, I don't care what they had accomplished to that point. Apostle Paul said, forget it. Forget about all those things that you've done. If we're going to reach the mark that God has set for us, we've got to press on. I mean, we can't grow satisfied with where we are. I submit to you today, church, that contentment in the church produces discontentment in the world. And discontentment in the world produces contentment in the church. Hallelujah. In other words, if you're satisfied with what you've got here on a church pew, then you're not going to be satisfied with what you've got in the world, and you're going to be actively pursuing those things in the world. I could testify to that fact. Amen. But if you, amen, get satisfied with what you have on this earth, amen, you're okay, amen, with just living in a little house and serving God, amen, then your desire in church, Brother Goff, will only grow more and more. Amen. Forget those things which you have here on earth and press toward a mark. Amen. That represents a high calling from God. Hallelujah. Amen. We can look at material things and feel like we've made it. Amen. We can look at amen, the things that we have on this earth amen, and feel like we haven't made it. Amen. But if we can set that stuff aside, forget about the things that are behind us and press toward a new mark. Amen. A mark that pastor is setting at the truth church. Amen. Embracing it across this pulpit every Sunday morning morning and every Sunday night and every Tuesday night and making it crystal clear for you and I if we can press towards that mark. Hallelujah, but you ain't going to do any pressing, amen, if you're holding on to those things behind you. You ain't going to do any pressing, amen, if you're tied down to things behind you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. He's not saying, amen, that there are some. He, he goes on in verse 16. He says, nevertheless, verse 16, whereto we have already attained. Those things that we have already attained. Let us walk the same rule. Let us mind the same things. If we have achieved a, a mark in Christ, uh, there is no reason for us to, to back down. Don't lose ground. The devil will try. Amen. When we reach a mark of the high calling of God, that, that he will, this is not Apostle Paul saying, hey, forget those things which are behind you. And once you reach a mark, amen, don't forget about that thing. No, he's not saying that. What he's telling the church is that you forget those material things. Forget Forget the worldly things. Forget the achievements and forget the failures so you can reach a spiritual high calling from God. And nevertheless, amen, there are some marks, amen, that when we reach that and when we attain that, don't let the devil come in and lie and steal that from you. You're a child of God for the Holy Ghost. I think about Apostle Peter. I mean, when he was a disciple, Jesus said, Whom do men say that I, the Son of God, am? And Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. I mean, that was a mark, Brother Goff. That was something that he had achieved in the spirit realm. And that was something, I mean, the devil wanted to take away from him because it was only a few verses later. I mean, whatever Jesus said, Get thee behind me, Satan. Hallelujah. And a couple chapters later, amen, when Jesus told him, I'm praying for you, Peter, that your faith would fail not. The devil was on his trail. He was looking, amen, pursuing after Peter because he had attained something in the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto you, but my Father, which is the Spirit, amen, he revealed it to you. I'm not saying that Peter had to just, uh, well, I was the one that had the revelation of the oneness of God. No, no, that's not the attitude that I'm talking about. But he attained something in the Holy Ghost that day. Amen. The devil, amen, ever since that day, God gave him the keys to the kingdom of heaven. God gave him the keys to revival and for the Gentiles, for the Jews, and for the Samaritans. Amen. God gave him direction that day. God gave him help that day by the Holy Ghost. Amen. And the devil said, I'm going to put my eyes on him. Child of God, what you make a commitment in these altars, what you make a commitment and, and bear down in the spirit realm, the devil is going to be hot on your trail. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Nevertheless, where to those things where we have already gone in the spirit, Let's not lose those things. There are some things we ought to hold on to. Let's walk by that rule. Let's mind that thing. Those things that we've attained. Come on, church. Amen. We, we've achieved some things in the spirit realm over the past couple of weeks. Hallelujah. 
But the devil wants us to not to think that we haven't really made it as far because we come into a Sunday morning service like this one. And I'm not saying this is a bad one. I feel like the Holy Ghost has met with us in this place. In fact, when I write my report to pastor, I plan on telling him that there was a good spirit of worship. Amen. A good spirit of prayer during the pre-service prayer. Amen. But I'm looking. Amen. I wonder if there's anybody that's still willing. Amen. To press a little bit more. Amen. Because there's still, amen, a, a greater a higher calling that God wants us to achieve. And then forget about the successes and failures of the past and let's move Hallelujah. Let's go on. Amen. To greater and higher things in 2021. Let's believe God. Amen. For revival in the true church. I don't care if we have to have it at home. Amen. I'm going to have revival. I don't care if we're going to have to have it in the streets. I'm going to have revival. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord some praise tonight. Let's give the Lord some praise this morning. Hallelujah. 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 You've got to become content. I'm not saying that you need to just roll over and play dead, but just get content with the things that are in this world. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 6 through 10. Apostle Paul writing to his son of the gospel said, but godliness with contentment is great gain. That's the kind of wealth you ought to be looking for, Timothy. That, that If you look up that word gain, it's talking about wealth. It's talking about adding to your personal, uh, your, your uh, property. But godliness with contentment is that's that's the thing that i value godliness with contentment is he saying to be lackadaisical in your godliness i don't think so i think what apostle paul is telling timothy is your godliness ought to be coupled with contentment contentment in the world that you ought to not be Pursuing uh, things that is in this world because your great gain comes from your contentment in the world. Amen. In a pursuit of godliness. He goes on to say in verse 7, For we brought nothing into this world. And it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. They pierced themselves. This is not some offense performed by somebody else, but they pierced their own selves. 
Hey, I, I've, I've been there. I've, I've, I've created some situations in my life that has caused me some serious angst and sorrow. I know that you have as well. But if we can become content, Sister Jasmine, with the things of the world, raiment, the what food, if we've got all that we need to live, the daily sustenance, and we're content with that, we don't have to worry about piercing ourselves with concerns and cares of the world. We're going to be in the protective hand of God, even from ourselves. Hallelujah. I mean, I think this is such a beautiful passage of Scripture. Sometimes I, 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 I wonder, why, why do I have to go through so much? Why do I have to deal with all this? I think honestly, I think honestly, Mom, that, that there are things that I produce in myself, pierced myself through with many sorrows that that. I can't look anywhere else. I can't, find a, I can't find the point of puncture from anybody else, Brother Goff. It's just me. I did it to myself. And I want to help somebody here today, amen, that it's possible, amen, that we pierce ourselves through, amen, with such sorrows, amen, that would cause us to err from the faith. Bishop Howard yesterday was talking, not yesterday, I was listening to a message from Advent yesterday. So that, so I guess it was for me, it was yesterday, but he didn't say it yesterday. It was actually back in 2019. And he was talking about, he studied this being aired from the faith. And he was talking about how this was a, um, this was an indication that this person was backslid. Aired from the faith. It was a permanent condition. It was a permanent position that that if somebody had been written in the scripture to, be, to have erred, then it was a position where they, uh, it, it wasn't like, I'm not saying there was no hope for that person. That's not what I'm saying. But at that current time, they were completely out. They, they were completely out of the faith. And that's what the apostle Paul is telling Timothy. If you aren't careful, you can produce these sorrows in yourself. And you can err from the faith because of these things. I, I, I think it's so interesting that we can spend so much time thinking about what has gone on in the past. If I had done this differently, if I had said this at this right time, if I had done this at this time, or if I hadn't done this, and, and all we're doing is piercing ourselves. All we're doing is, is contemplating and worry never got us anywhere. Amen. Listen to what Paul tells Timothy in this very next scripture. Or the next two scriptures. Verse 11, he says, Thou, O man of God, run away from these things. Flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. 
Timothy, don't, don't spend your time thinking about what you could have been or what you should have been. But, but what you ought to do is run away from those things. Forget about those things. And follow, run after, and then press towards righteousness and godliness and faith and patience and love and meekness. Apostle Paul is trying, this is where you're going to get your contentment, Timothy. I mean, if you would just remove the love for the things of this world and flee away from those things and follow after these things, amen, that's where you're going to get godliness and contentment and you'll start and you'll stop uh, piercing yourself you'll stop hurting yourself and then he goes on my God I feel the Holy Ghost right and in verse 12 he says fight he says then Timothy you have the power Amen. You're not, you're not some weakling on a pew. Amen. But you have some power. Amen. You're just like Peter. Amen. Whenever he, uh, whenever he received that divine uh, revelation from God. Amen. He received the keys to the kingdom. Amen. You have the ability to fight. The good fight of faith. You're not going to err from the faith, Timothy. You're going to fight. My God, hallelujah, this is the answer for somebody in this place today. And if for nobody else, it's for Jared Hilton. That if I, amen, can lose a love for the things of this world, amen, and follow after righteousness, follow after patience, follow after love, follow after meekness, follow after godliness, then I can stand and then I can fight a good fight of faith. And this is what he says, Brother Goff. He says, Timothy, lay hold on eternal life. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but there's one thing I do. I forget about those things which are behind me, and I press towards the mark of the high calling God. I'm pressing so I can lay hold on these things, so I can apprehend eternal life. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, Brother Goff, that on this earth, we have the ability to apprehend eternal life. We have the ability to put our hands on eternal life. Hallelujah. To lay hold, amen, on the thing that'll save us. To lay hold on eternal, eternal, amen, not temporary life, amen, not just a few more coins in the bank, amen, but eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called. My God, God is calling us to this place of eternal life. God is bidding us as a true church. Amen, would you step up just a little higher? Amen, will you reach a little further? Amen, you're almost there. Amen, fight the good fight of faith and lay hold amen, on eternal life whereunto thou art also called. 
My, my, let the music come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just want somebody to be encouraged today. Amen. The devil is trying to take away the promises that God has given you over these last couple of weeks. But forget about all of that junk. Amen. That the devil's bringing into your mind. Amen. And lay hold. Apprehend. Amen. What God is calling us to. Oh, let's love the Lord. Let's all stand together. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Acts chapter 2, verse 40 says, and with many other words, amen, did he, talking about Peter, testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. If we're going to be saved in the year 2021, amen, we've got to lay hold on eternal life for ourselves. We've got to get a hold of it ourselves. Somebody magnify the Lord. I said, somebody, let's worship the Lord today. Oh, this word that was translated as lay hold on means to take in addition, amen, to take possession of it, amen, to overtake it, to attain it, to attain to it, to lay hold on it. Oh, hallelujah. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 12. I'm getting ready to make these altars open this morning. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. And the violent take it by force. Amen. Since the moment the kingdom of heaven came to earth, amen, in the form of the church, amen, since the day, amen, that the church was formed on this earth, amen, we've had to fight for what kingdom we've had on this earth. Amen. Church of the living God, we have an obligation, amen, to take by force, amen, the things that God has given to us. The devil's going to take every opportunity to steal away from you what God is trying to give you. Amen. But you ought to take it by force. You ought to take it by force. You ought to I feel the Holy Ghost. You ought to take it this morning. Amen. By faith. You ought to take it this morning by force. Oh, let's love the Lord together. Come on. Hallelujah. These altars are open. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't let the devil, amen, lie to you. Don't let the devil steal from you what God is trying to give you in these last few moments of 2020. Amen. Take it by force. Hallelujah. Take it by force. Lay hold on it. Amen. Apprehend it. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, lift your voice today. Come on, lay hold on it this morning. God, I'm not going to let it go. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Young people, God wants you to take a step up higher. Amen. In 2021, amen. A deeper level of commitment, a deeper level of consecration to Himself. Amen. This is between you and God. This is a save yourself kind of situation. You want to lay hold on eternal life. Jesus name Oh come on church we press on. Come on take it by force 
take it by force. this service this morning amen in the mully grubs don't leave this service this morning and been feeling defeated amen you want to take by force amen the promises of god hallelujah hallelujah we're pressing on amen we're laying hold on eternal life we're going to apprehend amen what god is calling us to my god my god we press towards the mark clear before our eyes come on press on press on press on hallelujah 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 we press on in Jesus name we press on Come on, come on, come on. Lay hold on it. Come on, get a hold of it today. Get a hold of it today. Hallelujah. I know it's a struggle. I know it's a battle. Amen. But keep fighting, Timothy. Timothy, fight. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight, Timothy. Come on, pick up. Amen. Pick it up. Come on, lay hold on it. Oh, Jesus. Help us this morning, God. God, give us grace today. Give strength, God, to us. Amen. To meet your expectations. Amen. God, give us the strength today. God, to get to that place where you expect me to be. I pray, God, that you would give grace to your children today. God, bind us together. God, unify us today, God. Come on, that's it. He showed you the most Come on, forget about those things that are behind you. Come on, forget about those things that are behind you. There's so much greater. There's so much better. There's so much higher things ahead of us. Amen. There's so much better things. Amen. Before us. Come on. Let's lay hold on eternal life. Let's apprehend. Reach out, church. Reach out.